Watch ye, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at even or at midnight, or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 66 O be joyful in God, all ye lands. Sing praises unto the honor of his name. Make his praise to be glorious. Say unto God, O how wonderful art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies bow down unto thee. For all the world shall worship thee, sing of thee, and praise thy name. O come hither, and behold the works of God! How wonderful he is in his doing toward the children of men! He turned the sea into dry land, so that they went through the water on foot. There did we rejoice thereof. He ruleth with his power forever. His eyes behold the nations, and such as will not believe shall not be able to exalt themselves. O praise our God, ye peoples, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Who holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to slip. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou also hast tried us, like as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the snare, and laidest trouble upon our loins. Thou sufferest men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, and thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thine house with burnt offerings, and will pay thee my vows, which I promised which, with my lips, and spake with my mouth when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee fat burnt sacrifices with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks and goats. 
O come hither, and hearken, all ye that fear God, and I will tell you what he hath done for my soul. I called unto him with my mouth, and gave him praises with my tongue. If I incline unto wickedness with mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. But God hath heard me, and considered the voice of my prayer. Praised be God, who hath not cast out my prayer, nor turned his mercy from me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th verse of the 13th chapter from the prophet Isaiah. Their children shall also be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them. Who will not regard silver, and as for gold, they will not delight in it. Also their bows will dash the young men to pieces, and they will have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye will not spare children. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation. Nor will the Arabian pitch tents there, nor will the shepherds make their sheepfold there. But the wild beasts of the desert will lie there, and their houses will be full of owls, ostriches will dwell there, and the wild goats will caper there, the hyenas will howl in their citadels, and jackals in their pleasant palaces, her time is near to come, and her days will not be prolonged. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th chapter of the book of Revelation. Then I looked and beheld a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their forehead. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang as if it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn the song except for the 140,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were de uh, defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the lamb wherever he goes. These are redeemed from among men being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, and they are not without fault before the throne of God. 
Then I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. And every nation, tribe, tongue, and people sang with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who have made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. And another angel followed the saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all the nations drink of the wine from the wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall be also he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength unto the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke from their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep commandments of God and faith of, of Jesus. When I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may be rest from their labors, and the works followed them. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel cried out of the temple. Another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, "Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe." So he who sat on the cloud thrust his sickle on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar who had the power over fire, and he cried with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle, and gather the cluster of the vine of the earth, and her grapes are, full, are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle onto the earth, and gathered the, the vine of the earth, and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles for 1,600 furlong. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Blessed Lord, who has caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace, that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. A couple of thoughts uh, tonight on Revelation in particular. Um, the It's good to focus on 14, because 14 sort of, brings to a conclusion the an arc that's been uh, going since really chap the beginning of chapter uh, 11 or sorry at the beginning of chapter 12 so ch 12 13 and 14 are this um, sort of cycle of the emergence of both the the sort of unholy trinity of the dragon the beast of the sea and the beast of the land that is met by the that is sort of that is answered by the proclamations the solemn proclamations of the holy trinity um, and but but then it's sort of um, uh, sort of prefaced or the through the announcements of the three angels so this sort of the holy trinity sort of is is answers back to the false evangelism and the false spectacle of the dragon and the beast of the sea and the beast of the land and really what's happening here is a is a sort of gathering together and a, and a sort of final um, separation of the kingdoms of the world from the kingdom of god and the, the kind of composite imagery that we got in 13 um, which is being responded to in 14 is again from the, from daniel 7 uh, where the the beast of the sea and the beast of the land combined with the dragon all sort of together draw imagery from um, the, the sort of this this sort of composite beast image that comes from Daniel chapter seven that represents the kings of the earth, which strongly suggests in John's own time that this is uh, Rome in collusion with is with sort of old covenant Israel um, and in league with Satan, who has been cast out of heaven. 
And so this is, and so this sort of dense imagery um, draws out this idea that um, we have uh, the, the, this unholy trinity that conspires together to, um, to kill the child that we saw um, coming forth from the woman clothed with the moon and stars back in the beginning of 12, who is, who's, who's, you know, very strongly suggests a kind of Marian um, identity there and that it is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, and so you have um, this apparent sort of uh, war being made, not only on the woman and the child, but then on all the offspring of the woman and child, which in John's language means the, the, the disciples, the, the, the church that's following. And so 14 is a proclamation that's, that's being declared as all the faithful have sort of sought refuge in the inner court of the temple. Um, and while everything else in the holy city has been consumed by the armies of the Gentiles, up to the very outer court of the temple itself. And now um, as and now, what we saw begin in, at the end of chapter 11 with the, the Holy of Holies being open and the Ark of God being shown forth is now culminating in the Lamb of God reigning from the inner court of the temple um, and beginning to, to exact judgment and, and, and vengeance upon all the, the sort of the the blasphemies of the of the armies of the Gentile uh, kingdoms who have now sort of have come up to the very point where they're allowed to go and are now uh, are now have a front row seat to the beginning of their own judgment, which is being proclaimed. And so as we sort of unpack 14, it helps us to kind of uh, remember that this is a recurring theme in the Old Testament that's being fulfilled here, particularly the image of the, the lamb reigning on Mount Zion. Um, in contrast with the terrifying rule of the evil powers in chapters 12 and 13, it's really an image drawn from Psalm chapter two, um, which, you know, which reads, you know, why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed saying, let's burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. And then the psalmist continues, I will tell of the degree decree the lord said to me you are my son today i've begotten you ask of me and i will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession you shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel and so ultimately we have this conflict between the, un, the sort of the unholy trinity of the world's powers in collusion with each other and the and the and the holy trinity that rules through the anointed one uh, the the messiah jesus seated on his throne on mount zion and in 14, we see the unfolding of the of this judgment as the king of kings descends um, in, in the same way that he ascended to receive his throne. He sort of descends now. He comes on the clouds. And this is always an image, again, going back to Daniel chapter seven of Jesus, the Messiah, sitting as king over all the universe and coming to uh, to proclaim his solemn judgments as king over the whole land. Uh, and so really you have this this image of the king now seated in court to, as judge and the inner court as judge and now uh, everyone is being gathered before him and so you have on the one hand of course all the all these sort of those who have who have received the mark of the beast of the sea and the land and the dragon on their foreheads and hands which has always been a parody of the sealing of the faithful way back earlier in revelation and now you have all the, the, the sealed faithful ones, the 144,000 who are this sort of the composite image of all the faithful who are now gathered uh, at the right hand of King Jesus um, who have not pledged allegiance to the beasts. And so 
now you have, and then with this, you have the, the, the reading of the solemn proclamations of King Jesus from his seat on Mount Zion. The angel of the gospel declares, kind of calls everybody to worship the true God in contradiction and to shut down the false evangelism that the beasts had been propagating in the early in the earlier the previous two chapters then the next second angel proclaims and certifies that all those who worship worldly power are doomed to lose it because ultimately they are dashed against the immovability of jesus and his true reign then the third angel presents a warning of judgment for those who follow the beast and reject the king who is seated on mount zion and so these proclamations sort of having gone forth, there's, a, there's another prophetic calling that we see echoed from earlier in Revelation that echoes back in chapter 13 of endurance, of calling the faithful to continue worshiping the true king and to continue serving him and not to be seduced by the worldly power of the beasts or the dragon. And that ultimately where they are there in the inner court next to the king is where they just need to stay. And Faithfulness is defined ultimately as staying put when you're being seduced over to the more to, to the to the other side. And so for John, this, of course, echoes back Jesus's own words to the seven churches in chapters two and three, where he says continually to all seven churches, the one who endures to the end will be saved. And so this image of endurance and perseverance is the recurring refrain of Revelation. It's not an image of, you know, sort of you know, fighting, fighting fire with fire or going after the, you know, the beasts or sort of like taking them down in some way. Really, the faithful are called to remain steadfastly in and near Jesus. Um, and that regardless of what those worldly powers may do to them, they will always find themselves at his right hand. Um, that and, and sort of under the, the continual protection and provision of his judgments and of his power, um, and so whether they, they live or die, they are with Jesus. And this is the place where no matter whether they are alive or dead, all things eventually tend. All the living and the dead find themselves before the throne of Jesus. And as we see in the next chapters, that means ultimately that those who have made war on him as the true king will be made to submit in spectacular ways as all the beasts are destroyed and the kingdoms they have established are they begin to fall. So. It's a uh, sort of preview of things to come now that we have wrapped up this little cycle. Now we'll start seeing the end of all things come to pass. So stay tuned. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors, Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, 